What's so important about Chopin? All music is important, Dick. It's the universal language. One of our best hopes for the eventual realization of the Brotherhood of Man. It's a billion radio podcast. Guess what time it is, kids? That's right. It's time for another episode of the Kill Your Radio podcast. I, of course, am your good buddy, Fanboy Will, and I would like to personally welcome you to this brand new episode. And what an episode it will be. Starting off today with music by Dials versus Self, Secret Fun Club, Positronics, Botch, The Linda Lindas, City of Caterpillar, Easy Targets, The Softies, Hoover, Polluted Womb, The Only Ones, The Dead Milkmen, and finishing things up today will be a song by Bulldoze. Speaking of Bulldoze, we unfortunately recently lost the lead singer of Bulldoze, Kevin Bulldoze, or Kev One. Uh, so we would like to take this time to uh, dedicate this episode to the memory of Kev Boldos. And uh, as a matter of fact, later on in the show, we will also be offering up a tribute of sorts to Kev. Uh, so please stick around for that. Also in the show today, we've got the ever-popular listener shout-outs, news of the day, and of course, the usual hijinks with ZombieBot and myself. If that all sounds good to you, then hey, you're in the right place. Stick around for each and every fun-filled minute. Have fun, kids.
everybody out there who's listening. It's Mom here. And listen, you listen to my son's favorite show, the Kenya Radio Podcast, where they play all this stuff my son likes. They play punk and metal, and they play the hardcore music, and they play the hippie hop, and they play all sorts of stuff I don't like. Okay, but anyway, you should check them out because they're really great. Bye! everybody it is us and we be back what is going on adam what is up well how you been i've been good man it's been a little while so i'd like to first of all start off by apologizing that it's been a little bit uh but uh we've obviously been doing our individual things in life we know how life gets in the way of uh 
you know, doing things we do for fun. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that's kind of what's been going down. But uh, we are very happy that you've all decided to join us today. Uh, we're going to try something a little different today. Uh, I know we usually break things up into, you know, we, we play a lot of music and then we usually talk twice. What we're going to do today is we're going to do about four different segments of talking. So we're going to try something different, see if you guys like it. If you like it, let us know. That would be awesome to get a little bit of feedback on uh, the new thing we're going to try out today. Uh, but we started off the show today with a brand new release by a brand new band to me and Adam. Uh, that was Dials mm. uh, with their song Slow, Slow Walk. Walk off of their self-titled 7-inch on Blackwater Records. Like I said, that's a brand new release, 2022. Um, some really good. Uh, it's it's mostly, I'd say, post-punk, but it's got a punky edge to it. So you could kind of put it, I'd say, into both categories. It I would call it punky post-punk, if that makes sense. It does. It fits in with that sound that was coming out, kind of. We had, you know, the punk in England. Then we had mm. New Wave. Then we had those other bands It could have fit into a little umbrella as far they were as... Like, they, they were like straddling. They were <laughs> kind of stra straddling the lines, kind of. You know, they were definitely... Uh, you guys can't see me, but they were they were playing the guitar up to here. Yeah, not here. <laughs> yeah, like 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 George Harrison style, like they were way playing up. It. Judge uh, Ferguson, like George Ferguson himself. Judge Ferguson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, a good a good mixture of both sounds for sure. And uh, one of the many bands that are coming out of the ever popular area of Portland, Oregon. Uh, it seems to be kind of like a. Uh, uh, a breeding ground lately for uh, really good music. I know it's been the kind of place to go to for kind of alternative culture for years and years and years, but uh, I've noticed recently kind of an influx of really good music coming out of there, and this, of course, is no exception. Uh, this is their debut 7-inch. And uh, from what I hear on this release, uh, some very promising stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to hear a lot more from this band, and uh, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to it, uh, to hearing more stuff from these guys. Absolutely. Uh, after that, another new one uh, to both uh, myself and Adam. Uh, that was Versus Self with oh. Leave Everything. Uh, this is a demo cassette, uh, self-released. There's no label for this one. But uh, this is one I was kind of cruising through Bandcamp the other day. And uh, I just happened to come across the uh, the artwork from uh, the demo. And I said, oh, that looks kind of cool. What's that? So I hit play on the first song on there, on this demo. And I said, holy shit. Like, blew my socks off, and I knew right away, because I know Adam's taste as well as he knows mine, I said, I'm going to I'm gonna send this to Adam. So I sent it to him, and he was like, oh, I'm buying everything. So he just went and, like, you know, everything they had, he hit, you know, purchase on. I, I bought this demo. I bought just two different color covers. Yes, yes. Yeah, I got, the, I got the yellow one. And what's kind of cool about it is it comes almost like in a kind of VHS clamshell. Did you get that, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very... It's like a it's like kind of a soft. Yeah, it's neat. It's like an, it reminds me of the old heavy duty VHS like click cases back in the it day. It is, and uh, we both said the same thing. How it's very immigrant sun sound, you know, kind of a I robot that that mixed that mixed with like maybe four hundred years yeah, for like the math maker. the mathiness and yeah. shot maker for the technical mathiness to it and, and stuff like that. There's thirty five people in the band. 
<laughs> 35 people. Uh, mostly, though, two. Uh, yeah, that's, believe it or not, uh, a very full sound uh, for this band. But it's only a two-man uh, outfit, and they are out of California. Oh uh, uh, man, I'm telling you, uh, if there's one release uh, that's going to be probably in our, I don't know, top four in the next, I don't know how long, this would probably be up there because we both were blown away by this demo. Uh, and by someone not, else that's coming up in the second block there. Yes, Number yes, one. definitely. But, you know, if you're into this type of sound, which I'd basically say, you know, we, we hate labels, but Screamo-ish. Uh, lots of raw motion, like really good mathy time changes in it, um, which is, you know, a la 400 years and stuff like that and Shotmaker. If but you like with... Shotmaker, 400 years, and like iRobot, you will like yes. it. Yes. It's just. Most definitely. If someone's like, oh yeah, this is from 1996, 97, I would be like, that makes sense. Exactly. But 2019, believe it or not. Yeah. New to us, not new to the rest of the world, and we're, we feel like shite. That you know, we found out about it a couple of years late, but we were both yeah, man. But uh, they're still around, from what I understand. So I'm, I'm I'm proud uh, that they are, and uh, I'm hoping to uh, hear a lot more uh, from these guys. Definitely, that would be amazing. Uh, after that, uh, we had a little secret fun club, uh, some three one G action. That was their song. I love this title, Scott Beowulf. The spelling makes it. Yes, what's cool about this band, uh, not only are they kind of like this kind of like wacky, uh, instrumental, almost jam session kind of band, they also like to combine their song titles into these witty things. They'll have like, you know, two parts usually to it, and it's, you know, anything pop culture related, they'll kind of jam together. And they'll make this like creative song title, this one being Scott Beowulf. Obviously, Scott Bayo, we all know who Scott Bayo is. Mr. Charles in charge himself. Uh, and then throwing that together with obviously Beowulf. If anybody out there reads books, uh, we know about, who Beowulf uh, is. Charles and Charles, he didn't have a last name. Did he not have a last name? No. Are you, you serious? Had, you had the Penbrooks. You know. Yeah. You had the Powells. Buddy really? Lembeck, um, That's right. He didn't have a last name. Charles. He's like, hey, I'm Charles. Another, another fun fact uh, they first made an appearance together in what movie? Zapped. Yes. If you didn't know that, I would be. Uh, I wouldn't be happy. Oh, that would always be on like Comedy Central late night. That's that's like an old school boner comedy back in the day, like yeah, boner comedies, boner like comedies. like Porky's and shit, Ski Patrol and shit like that. Yeah, zapped. But uh, he didn't have a last name, you know. You know, even Gwendolyn Pierce. Where's she now? God knows. A lot of these shows just kind of gave birth to people that just uh, often disappeared. Now, but... there for a second but uh let's 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 get back we're, we're starting to stray like we always do but that one was off the album 31g number 101 this of course is a full length 12 inch on 31g records and uh if you're wondering about the technical details this is a two-man band out of san diego california uh like a majority of the 31g acts uh, not to say everybody but a good part of them are from that area featuring sal i hope i'm getting the name right gallegos from some girls who we've talked about on the show before, and of course John Reeder. Uh, also, I hope I'm getting that name right. Uh, mainly an instrumental band, like I said, kind of like jammy with some noise elements to it. Uh, also, some mathy time changes in it. So, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, definitely you could get down with this. That's for sure. This Very reminds cool. me of a little more stripped down, less crazy kind of Earthrealm. Oh. Maybe would be kind of like a good uh, way to describe this. 
I would say so. Because Earthrealm kind of gets really out there with with the with the technical stuff. Basically, the stuff that you and I were obsessing over 2000, 2001, when we were just getting to this stuff. We're like, what is right. this? It's so weird. I love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that was that was the end of that first block of music. We are going to go bye bye for a little bit, but we will be back with even more music, uh, starting off with Positronics in block two. Please stick around, everybody.
further study of the human species, it has been determined that the Kill Your Radio podcast is suitable entertainment for our people and transmission all over the galaxy. Hey, 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 we are back after more music. We hope you liked that second block. Uh, that one was started off by uh, a brand new one from Positronics. And that song was called No Reply off of the Bad House cassette on World Gone Mad Records. A uh, tape I recently picked up and really like. 
Um, if you're kind of into stuff similar to, uh, kind of similar to Dials, that first band we played today, uh, this is kind of up your alley, a lot of that, uh, that punky post-punk stuff, but this time it's out of Philly. Hey now, from my and, neck of the uh, woods. Th- yes. That was what uh, I found out Adams, when I looked them up, I'm like, oh, they're from here. A lot of bands are. Uh, that's another place that's kind of been uh, blowing the fuck up, throwing bands out left and right has been Philly lately. It is. Which is weird, because when uh, I saw the name, for some reason, I don't know why I thought of KLF. I always think of, I, th- I thought of that too, and I also thought of Mantronics. Yeah. As well. Here's one. Do you know that KLF? Who we played on the show. Do you know KLF has a split with Extreme Noise Terror? Get the hell out of here. Right behind me, yeah. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I'll show it to you next break. I need to see that. They 100% have a split. And That's pretty cool. we got the okay. Jay says he'll be on our show. Nice. Uh, so uh, next episode, it looks like we're going to have our buddy Jay joining us, who is another kind of musical guru. He's into just about everything, and uh, he has a vast knowledge of movies and pop culture and all the good stuff that we're into, so he should make an awesome guest. Yeah. We're excited about we that one. We talk about him every episode. And, uh, yes, <laughs> pretty much. You know, he's the one motherfucker out here that knows me longer than you. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm going to have to fight him for that. You know, like, I knew him first. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, if you're doing your homework at home, you'll know that this is actually the second cassette release uh, from Positronics. They uh, are one of the bands that are kind of putting everything out on uh, on tape. Because it seems to be the easier way to go, but even though that's the case these days, it's still becoming an issue because what's happening is people that were normally putting things out on vinyl, guess what they're doing? They're putting things out on tape now, and the problem with that is that people that make tapes for you are starting to get backed up, so that's becoming an issue. Uh, but a good thing about cassettes is you can actually do them at your house now. You can just do them in a, you know, you can do them in your basement. If you have a double deck, you have, you know, if you have a quadruple deck, whatever you've got, you can make your own tapes. How do you do it? Which... Which uh, a lot of a lot of people are doing, but uh, also, uh, I think it's probably easier to to handle and mail cassettes, but maybe not because they're fragile. The cassette cases always break. Have you ever gotten a cassette sent to you and it was cracked or or smashed? Yeah, no, actually they've always been pretty cool. You know, they always really. I I still don't have a tape. Deck. I've got two at least that were like shattered. I need a deck. When they man. came to me, I got a pile of them. I mean, they're all like come with download codes, anyways. But right. I need it. I need a. I need a tape. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. Uh, I was in one of my uh, one of my favorite record spots the other day. Uh, shout out to Infinity Records out in Massapequa Park, Long Island. Uh, but they had a shitload of uh, old double deck tape decks. Uh, and they were asking pretty good rates. I think they were asking for one that looked pretty nice. I think it was like a an Emerson, which isn't that bad of a brand. It was like twenty bucks. Nice. So if you want, I could I could I could snag one for you and send it to you. Hell yeah, need it. Uh, but the problem is the shipping would be a cunt. That would be because <laughs> that shit is fucking heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, they made shit. They made some serious shit they back did. in the day. They did. I'll pick it up. You know that is easy. You know I'll, I'll find it on Amazon or something. But I need one. Hey. But I, I need to I need to pick some up too, like because I want to. It would be dope to get like a tape distro going or something. That'd be fun. Guess what? We played another song there, motherfucker. We did, we did. Adam was trying to get sneaky with me. I uh, was. We weren't done. That was that was only the first one. Uh, second up, uh, we've got a band that uh, Adam and I have been fans of for many a year. That was good old Botch uh, with their brand spanking new song. 122. It's a 2022 release, and hey, this is her first song in 20 years. Motherfucker, I woke up that morning, like many other did, and 
social media was blowing up at this. I'm like, a new bot? At first, I was like, oh, yeah, they're just doing a botry issue, okay? And I'm like, I don't know that song. And put it on, I'm like, oh, my God, it's a new fucking botch. I think I wrote you immediately, but... You were on that shit, yeah. You were on that shit immediately. You're like, did you hear the new botch? And, like, I think I had, I had maybe had saw it, it. Yeah. the post about a day before. And I was like, yeah, it's so good. And it was, we were nerding out over it. Like, it was. Everybody woke up in the morning and found it. You were probably up at night when they came out. Because yeah. it came out at midnight. So you must have been up at yeah. night, you know, and I was in bed. And I woke up, I'm like, what the fucking new botch? And it was on probably, it was Instagram, I believe I saw yeah, it. Yeah, and then I immediately, you know messaging people who give a shit and holy shit is this new song a return to the old botch thank god uh that that we know and love from from 20 years ago i mean it, it almost seems like they just picked up and just kept going with what was made them great in the first place I mean, you know it's what not I mean? like there's any bad botch but like no this one comes out and it's just kind of like you know now that the these newer bands a lot of bands are you know like not empty but like commercially big, you know, we're making it to like stadiums are doing that sound and like let us show you how it's done and they fucking right. blew it out of the park. But like Right. Of course this is gonna be on a reissue. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, it's just gonna be an, an extra song and like many, I'm hoping that this brings out a tour and I'm hoping that it brings that that and a full a full length of, of all original material because just you know obviously going from what we're hearing with the one track here if we could get an album's worth of this stuff I'm good okay. you know yeah exactly not even give us give us eight tracks give us something give me an EP you know but like, whatever man it's gotta happen just because I'm sure they're you know they're 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 just thinking that thing you know like. Well, I didn't know how much people missed us. You know, they might just do it for the fans. Like, you know what? Okay, let's take a break with Minus the Bear. Let's do this, you know? like mm-hmm. I know a couple of members were going to do a Manoodle cover band, but, like, <laughs> that could wait, you know? And, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm begging for a full album. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this, this one kind of hit us, uh, you know, out of the blue and... Uh, it hit all those, uh, you know, all those uh, good notes that the uh, that the original material did, and what kind of gives it that obviously that sound is uh, that this was recorded by all four of the original members of the group. So you got you know all the original guys that made that signature box sound in the first place back together, and they're just putting this brand new song out there, and it's like they never left twenty years ago. And uh, and even cooler, they've got a video available. You could check that on in YouTube if you want. Go on over to YouTube and look for uh, Botch, the song 122. Spelled out, and, uh, not numbers. Yeah, yeah, we're not looking for the uh, you know the numerals, just uh, 122 spelled out. So, hey, uh, it's great to have them back. I'm super excited. Adam is super excited. And uh, we're hoping, 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 like we said, uh, fingers crossed, that we'll have a full length of all original material soonish. And uh, I know, like you said, this one is going to be going on to a, uh, you know, kind of like an, an older album as an extra track. Yeah. But, but who knows? Stranger things have happened. It's funny. I was going down a rabbit hole of this one, and then I, was, I, was, yeah. I watched a reaction video, and it's just mm. some, like, new school kid, like, probably 17. You know, he likes, like, deathcore and stuff, and he was kind of... And this is, was it his first time hearing Botch, period? Yeah, and he was, like, excited about it. And, like, yeah. I was just looking at him, and I'm like, this motherfucker jerks off to on top of spaghetti. Like, that song has to be <laughs> When he's jerking his dick. <laughs> what the fuck? 
He cannot get off unless he's watched. On top of spaghetti. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, where does that cheese go? Oh man, but uh, we, we we seem to be bringing all the new th- all the new fire uh, this episode because we followed that one up uh, with a new track from the Linda Lindas. That's right, uh, making their first appearance. I'm surprised on the show um, uh, is the ever popular Linda Lindas with their cover of the famous Go Go song tonight. Holy shit! Another great band. I have T-shirts that are older than them. They are- <laughs> I know. But the man, they're so goddamn talented. Aren't they? Uh, they still they, in they high school, I think, aren't they? Like, yeah, they've got they've got that sound down, that perfect, uh, uh, that 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 punky pop combined with that new wave kind of edge that you know made bands like the Go Go's great, so popular. Like they're and, doing and, that and great. stuff, like really like what the first two or three Donnas records were, were just like yes, that's good another name that comes punk, to mind. You know, of like right. Nikki and the Corvettes and stuff like that, if we're kind yep. of going further out there. But, like, um, this is one of those things. I think I discovered them on YouTube or something, like, a year and a half ago. And everyone's just like... I just remember everyone talking about it. Like, you gotta hear this band. Gotta hear this band. You gotta hear this... And I'm like, what's so great about this fucking band? And I heard him. Then I put it on. I was like, oh, okay. And you understood why that everybody's talking I about think, Weren't they one of those, like, school of rock bands? I don't know. Uh, if so, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I, the movies are not know. they are, but, like, uh, yeah. you know, no, like, uh, I think they're one of those school of rock bands. They were just doing one of those things, and, like, hey, let's just do this on our own. So whatever their teacher was, is like, here's the Go-Go's, here's, you know, Bangles. And this is the first, this is the first uh, cover I've heard from them. Yeah. I mean, they, their original material is great. It is. Uh, and albums. this... You know, they took this one and they just kind of picked it up and, and went with it. And it almost seems like, you know, obviously all praise to the Go-Go's. They're amazing. But I'm just saying they made this almost like their own as well. They did. Because uh, they're so, you know, it's such a good fit. Because it's such a similar uh, kind of a sound that the Go-Go's had. Yeah. Where they had that, that perfect combination. Obviously, the Go-Go's are coming from a punk background. But they went and they, they kind of added, you know, as the 80s went on, pop became big. So the Go-Go's kind of like the producers told them, you know, pop it up a little. So they took the, you know, the roughness, they, they sanded down the edges of the punk sound, and they had that more polished pop sound. And it worked. Which they started, and it just became the Go-Go's. You know what I mean? Like, if you listen to old Go-Go's, it could almost be a different band. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't really the Go-Go's. You know, it could have been something else, anything else. I mean, but uh, Carlisle was the drummer for the Germans for a minute. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you, know your, if you know your punk factoids, that's... But... Uh, Another, this is great, you know, and more recently I saw them on uh, um, What's in My Bag, you know, the thing on uh, YouTube from... Oh, yeah, 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 I forgot about that. And it's just like, you could just tell they're so excited because this is all so new. Think about it, man. I mean, you're these young kids and, like, everybody's talking about you. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're on all these talk shows now with performing live and you're all these magazines on the cover. As as kids. And they're kid kids. Uh, like, you know, we right. talk about other bands <laughs> yeah. that are like, they're kids, but they're probably 25. But age, you know, age doesn't mean anything. No. Talent is talent. And that's the thing. That's You've awesome. got what it takes. It doesn't matter if you're 12. It doesn't matter if you're 56. Age does not matter. It's it's all about what is the output of what you're doing. And these guys, obviously, uh, these girls, ladies, I should say, uh, 
obviously have what it takes. And, uh, you know, if you're wondering where this one came from, uh, originally this is off Beauty and the Beat, the 1981 release from the Go-Go's. This is a standalone single on Epitaph Records. And uh, if you're wondering about the Linda Lindas themselves, this is a four-girl band. Talking about all ladies just kind of killing shit and, uh, and, and just doing everything right. So I see nothing but... Uh, right great things ahead for for all these I ladies. Mean, I'm so sure uh, they're going to you know graduate, go to college, then do their thing. Maybe not. Who knows? But like you know, like the what's in my back episode. Like you could just tell it's you know a lot of stuff they're just discovering. Like this record cover sure. I like. It's so great. They're genuine. Yeah. And I was right. like, oh shit! <laughs> I was that the person. the innocent the innocence is 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 evident. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's kind of charming because it's like. You listen to them, and they sound so professional and so polished, and it's it's almost like amazing to think that they're like these kind of like these these young girls. It's just it's crazy, it, but though. hey, more power to them. I really hope exactly success takes them far, and you know, but of course, go to college. Um, you know, practice your get that education, ladies. Get that education. You no, know, practice your studies. Go to school, learn your ABCs and all uh, that good stuff. Go to college afterwards. Don't worry about it. You can do it. You know, you can play a concert piano or whatever you want to do, you know. Uh, oh. Okay, you want to do yeah, you know. Man. And then you do your rock and roll music on the side. Do your rock and roll, whatever you want to do. Yeah, don't worry about it. But who am I to know? I'm just, you know, I'm just a person. I don't know. I'm just a person. We are a normal person like everybody else. Yeah, no, One pant leg at a time, as I like to say. I know. Hey, I get up in the morning, watch some television like everybody else. I watch the TV news. <laughs> the TV news! <laughs> well, folks, that's all she wrote for Block 2. Coming up in Block 3, some more great stuff. Featuring new material from City of Caterpillar, Easy Targets, and the Softies. Don't go anywhere.
Why, it's your good buddy, Mr. Transistor here. And you're listening to my two favorite jerkweeds, Fanboy Will and Zombie Bot. Remember to watch your rash and brush your face and listen to the Kill Your Radio podcast every week, just like me. Folks, we are back, and that was block three of music. 
We started that one off with a group you are probably familiar with if you're listening to the show. That was City of Caterpillar. And uh, they are back after many a year, after 20 years, uh, with some brand new material, which is excellent. Uh, That particular song was Decider off of the Mystic Sisters LP. Brand new stuff on Relapse Records this time around. And uh, like I said, it's been a while. Uh, this is a group that Adam and I have been fans of for, for ever since they've been, you know, around. True. Um, it would be nor without us. Um, that's right. So uh, they owe everything to, to us. us. So I hope they, they, they don't know. I hope they're ready to like this podcast. I'm just realizing now that my my beard <laughs> looks like fried chicken. It kind of does. What is that? I kind of want to. I kind of want to put it in a box. Why does my beard know, look like fried chicken? Inquiring minds want to know. KFC beard. Anyways, uh... <laughs> but anyway, Adam and his KFC beard. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a while, twenty years, and you know they're back with with a sound that's refined a little bit. It's it's still got that kind of like signature uh, uh, city caterpillar sound, but it's also got a little bit more prog. Which I'm down with. Uh, there's I'm definitely. Down. I mean, their album. Yeah, totally. Definitely had a lot of prog elements on it, you know. But they're kind yes. of rolling with it again. For yeah, sure. You know, they're right. Uh, Definitely. You know, they're not in their twenties anymore, so it's like That's what it is. We all we all grow musically and, and kind of find new sounds and new techniques and things like that. So, you know, obviously it shows a little bit after listening to them, you know, twenty years ago and then listening to them now. Things have changed a little bit. And it's definitely uh it's definitely a great sound. I, I, I'm hundred percent on board with it. Uh it's not straying that too far that far from you know, from the original stuff, which is awesome. Uh, and, uh, obviously, uh, like I said, if you're familiar with the show, you should know this band. Been on the scene for quite a while. Uh, you got, uh, you know, ex-members of, uh, uh, Page 99 in there. Um, so if you're down with that kind of stuff, you should be familiar as well. You know, they were one of those bands um, I was saying before, uh, that were back in the day where they were on Level Plane, and they yep. were one of those labels again that I just, I saw it on Level Plane. I ended up buying it right away. Eventually, I got to meet a bunch of the people from that world, and that was great. I was like, "Yeah, automatically buying it on level play." It's 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 a I can't miss kind of a band. Yeah, back back in the day, that was a killer label. That was another that was another one of those labels. I think we might have brought it up once before, where they're kind of like a you know a three one G situation, where almost everything that came out on that was like you know Youth Attack three one G was was gold pretty Fat much. Fish, right? Trouble Man, Trouble Man Unlimited, you know, they, labels like dude, that. Fat Fish, I mean, they kept dropping more and more fucking Jesse and the Rippers rip, and that shits were hot. I'm telling you, man, Fat Fish, look for it, Fat Fish. Actually, you are for you know your world back in the day, Brick. Coming to a Nobody Beats the Wiz in Record World by you. you. What about Brick Record? The new single. That was your. That's that was right. Your shit. Was there anything bad on Brick? No, hell no. I mean, Brick's still putting stuff out. I mean, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say the same caliber it used to. I mean, you know, I don't want to make people mad, but back in the day, I mean, they were running shit, Brick. They had Lyft on there. They had, you know, Esoteric on. Everybody was on there back in the day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're still putting out good hip-hop. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But, I mean, that was like, you know, everybody was kind of jumping off of Brick back in the day. All, like, the Boston MCs were jumping off and of Brick. John Cena. But, uh, yeah, that's right. You got a little John Cena action on Brick, too, back in the day. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, back to the band we're talking about, uh, City Caterpillar. Another cool uh, uh, thing of note about this particular track, this particular song, Decider, uh, along with the track is also a video you can see on YouTube. And uh, kind of a cool little side note, uh, there's a little bit of a tribute to uh, the recently passed uh, Garrett O'Donnell in there. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because they have a planes mistaken for stars. Uh, it's like some concert footage they're showing, I believe, or a show of some sort, or it might have even been a video from back in the day where obviously you got Garrett on vocals, kind of like you know screaming his head off and doing his his awesome Garrett stuff. So that's kind of a cool nod uh, to uh, Garrett, uh, who uh, we obviously did a little bit of an, an announcement and a. Uh, 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 a show subject about because we were you know we were quite shaken that was a that was a kind of rough and sudden one one of those ones that kind of jumped out so uh obviously rest in peace garrett and uh we are very happy to see city of caterpillar back in the saddle just hoping they stay there and put out some more great music because uh this record is definitely uh you know showing showing and proving that uh they still got what it takes here in the year 2022 can't believe it after i'm loving it after that I'm telling you, man. All the good, all the good bands are back. After that, we had Easy Targets, uh, some brand new punk, some hardcore punk, punk. Uh, with their song "Eat Shit." Uh, that was off the Introductory Rights, an awesome compilation. The Introductory Rights comp, and it's a cassette only release on No Label. It's the name of the label, No Label. Um, kind of like uh, obviously an early '80s raw uh, hard, hardcore style. Uh, but this time around, out of Northwest Indiana, uh, you wouldn't think listening to it that this is a 2022 no. release because it definitely gets that sound right. But it's good. You know, that angry, early 80s, pissed off hardcore that made that stuff so great. So if you want to, uh, you can head on over to one of our favorite places in the world, Bandcamp, and pick this guy up. Uh, it is available, like I said, only on cassette. Now. Uh, so you can look for it on, uh, it is the uh, Eat Shit uh, is the name of the song. The name of the compilation, once again, is Introductory Rights Comp. The, uh... Uh, and you can find it, uh, I think, on uh, Easy Targets, I believe, on their page on Bandcamp. You can also find it on the No Label page on Bandcamp. If you can't find it there, uh, we should probably have a link with this show available uh, as soon as we post this show. So look for it there if you'd like to pick this one up for yourself. Was, After that, we went... Them as yeah. well, they are also just the sound... Mm-hmm. I could have easily heard and seen them on one of those uh, Target videos back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because of the name. They used to have like those, yeah, the compilation yeah, videos. I know have, what like, you're talking MDs, about, right? Dad Kennedys, right? Um, you know, Minor Threat, like all those bands. That's that first right. wave. I think there's even. A lot of these bands that are coming out now that kind of, uh, you know, go with that traditional hardcore sound, the older stuff, I could totally see them, you know, being around back then and, and yeah. doing shows with the bands you just talked about. And Target videos, those were always you know, good because it was a nice, in a studio. They'd always be playing in record stores. No, no, the Target video was always like that studio with the white, the white walls, if I remember, then it would just be them playing yeah. Flipper, you know, like mm-hmm. back in the day when all that stuff, like, oh yeah, this is hardcore, and then... Flipper sounded yep. nothing like, you know, Dead Kennedys, who sounded nothing like Seized or something, you know? So it's just kind of like, right. you know, I loved, I don't know. I think that's kind of like why why Jello kind of did the like the lyric style he did with that shaky, yeah, kind of nervous yeah. voice. Yeah, I think he did that because he wanted to kind of stand out, and, and good thing he did because, you know, there were so many bands that sounded so similar. Yeah. Um, not to say they weren't good because they just because they sounded the same. Exactly. But you know, obviously, I think anything that came out back then was pretty much good. I don't think there was any bad hardcore coming out. No, back no, then. it was all good. You know, it was all good. It was all literally all good. I mean, if you look back on it now, especially. Have you heard of the Bad Brains? Um, 
Yeah, I think I've heard of the Bad Brains. A couple guys, a little Rastafarian fellas. Yeah, they're, they're they're good stuff. They play hardcore punk. Yeah, punk yeah. Rock, I, I believe they're 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 a punk rock band. Is they that what they are? Punk rock and roll. <laughs> they talk about jaw a lot. You know, exactly. After that, those those guys. After that, we went in a kind of a different direction. Uh, I'm glad Adam Adam yeah Adam Adam literally softened things up with a band called the Softies with their. Cover of the infamous Rick Astley classic, Together Forever. And uh, that one was off a really awesome compilation. Compilation! Compilation by the name of Double Agent 1980. A tribute to the 1980s on, of course, K. Double Agent they Records. Have a lot of shit on K, but... Um... Yeah, if you're, if you're looking for a majority of their, you know, body of their work, that's all mostly on K I Records, which is also another great label. happy to hear them doing this song because... For once, someone's mentioning the a different Rick Astley song just because. The, I, I was thinking the exact same thing, right? Kind of like, because we all know the one. We all know the one everyone talks it, about. It's kind of like you know, Journey have more than one song. Don't stop believing. There's more than that. That's that's what I always say. Like when I'm listening to like a like an early '80s radio or a new wave, like I'm like Men at Work have more than one song that are good songs. Yeah. Why do we always play the same song? Why do Squeeze has more than one song? Why do we always play the same song? I don't know. Billy Joel has more than one good song. Why do we say play the same two, three songs from Billy Joel over and over again? And Rick Astley, he had one other hit, this one. And, uh... Yeah. I don't know, this one's... This one doesn't get the mileage that uh, the other one gets. Dude, he's using it again. You seen him in commercials? He's smart because you know he's got the ability, man. I mean, if if you could reach into your catalog and pull out a song from God, I don't know what year 86. that was. Eighty six. What year was it? I believe so it must have been eighty five, eighty six. One hundred percent the same. Yeah, he just has like I think longer hair now. I think he grew his hair out. He has the same. No, he's got the pomp back. He he had it long for a while. I remember. I think in no, the nineties. No, some commercial. And it's like you know, never gonna yeah. you. and he's still doing the dance. It kind of looks like your. It looks like your hair it now. It does. <laughs> Adam's got Adam's got the howdy doody going on top of his head right now. Like, it's like howdy doody kind of mixed with the with mixed with the outsiders kind of mixed O'Brien. with yeah. It's got a little bit of Conan in there. Um, I had an Instacart driver the other day, delivery person, and they were like, "Man, your hair's really cool, dude." And I was like, "Really? Just not brushed? It's just a haircut." Did, did you sleep with him? Of course. <laughs> I got my groceries, yo. You got those shits at a re- at a discount. Hell yeah! He's like just for that, just for that fantastic experience of giving you a dollar off. You know. And then he was all about the fantastic. It's the best twenty seconds of my life. He's all about the fantastic five MCs. He was the fantastic four plus one more. You know, come on now. And then uh, that's right. What about fucking graffiti rock? Hell yeah, which y'all know. Anyway, uh, that was that was the end of uh, Block 3. That was the one where we fought Mr. T, and uh, we won. Wasn't that the Mr. T won 3? Rocky 3? That's Rocky 3. Yeah, Apollo, he fought again in the second Clubber one. Lang 3 was Mr. T. Thunderlips. Thunderlips was also in uh, 3, no? Yeah. Or was that... Was that four? That was three. Because I know he fought Drago in four. Yeah, that was three. It was the main guy. Thunderlips sounds like a really bad STD. <laughs> it's a gnarly ass disease called Thunderlips. Oh man, you don't want Thunderlips. You don't want you don't want Thunderlips. 
Anywho, but that that was all for uh, number three. We're going to be back with some more great music in a couple of seconds, and then we're going to be back to chat a little bit more. So stick a round.
Hey, this is Steve on Crypto Zoo, and we're the co-hosts of the Steve and Crypto Show, where we like to talk about horror, pop culture, music, art, and all things spooky. Right now, you're listening to the Kill Your Radio podcast. After this Kill Your Radio episode, come track us down at steveandcrypto.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now hurry, hurry, and get back to Kill Your Radio!
Hey, guess who it is? It, of course, is us once again. Welcome back to the Kill Your Radio podcast. I am Fanboy Will, and I, of course, am joined, as always, by the mighty zombie bot. What's going on, brother? Uh, We played you some more great music there. What did you think about that particular block? Some DC hardcore. Yeah, we started started off with some classic material, man. That was Hoover with two down off the classic two-headed coin split. Uh, the uh, yeah. other side of that was, uh, of course, featuring another classic band, Lincoln, on the uh, B side. That's a seven-inch. And that particular one was on Art Monk Construction. Uh, obviously, later on, they went on to uh, kind of be almost discovered, I'd say, kind of rediscovered by... Ian McKay, of course, we all know from uh, Minor Threat fame, uh, and was like, hey, guys, do you want to make a record with me? And I'm sure they were like, hell yeah. Course, I mean, you know, they did that whole DC sound again. How many sounds originated from DC? It's pretty crazy. Being, you know, one style yeah. of hardcore to what we know now is emo to kind of this posting emo kind of just kind of discordant kind of sounds, but Post-hardcore, to me, it would be post-hardcore slash Yeah, email. but it's all good, and it was all from there. Um, or emotive hardcore is another term that people would use. You know, or Blue yeah. Jeans Jefferson is another thing for it, yeah. Yes, smack two times if you like sponge cake. You know, but it's, um... <laughs> smack two times. <laughs> Not clap two times, smack two times. But, you know, again, and that split with Lincoln. Lincoln have, uh, coming out, like, this week, actually, you can still get it on Bandcamp, they're, uh... 
kind of a thing with all that stuff on it. Um, but again, it's one of those bands. This this one is from 1993, not long, 92 to 94. Uh, that was the uh, you know the span of their 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 existence. Kind of crazy. This music scene before you and I knew what it was. We didn't really know this music scene. Time, exactly. You know, but um, oh. you know, um, Hoover is also a vacuum. Um, That's right. A dam. You know this. So I guess it would might be safe to say if you're going to go into dad joke territory. That this is one Hoover that doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> In your face, Billy! In your face, Billy! <laughs> that's the best. You know what that's from, right? The Chappelle show. Yes. You know. But uh, <laughs> I do that all the time. People know it's for like, what is that from? I'm like, it's from Chappelle you know? show. Come on now. Yo, I don't know, man. You ever get the shits, yo? Come on now. Fucking Dan Aykroyd looking <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Do you think Dan Aykroyd farted in the room when they were recording We Are the World? I don't know, but somebody did, I heard. I heard Quincy got Why pissed. Why was Dan Aykroyd there? Whoever that was needs to leave the room now. This is a serious... Dan, was that you again? And he's like... Why was Dan Aykroyd there? I don't know. That's a really good like, question. Out of I don't everybody, know. And then they're... In the video, they're all. To be fair, he has some. He has musical background. He sang in the Blues Brothers, and he still but, does. No, but really, like, was he on the same level as like Springsteen and Joel and? I, that he was like, not. Come on, no. man, and, that he was know, not. And, I don't know. God damn! But at the time, at the time, mega star. He was you huge. Know, I mean, so he was probably down with Quincy. They were probably friends, and he was probably like. Hey man, we gotta put some extra shine on this shit. You wanted to show up in the video, and he's probably like, "Hell yeah, I'll, I'll do be it." The most known motherfucker in that. He doesn't That's get what a I'm solo. talking about. At the time, he was huge. And the, their faces. Wow, wow, wow! Imagine he like it's like take it, Dan, and he like has a beautiful voice. It's like the voice of an angel. Everyone's in the room is just crying. <laughs> they all start crying and weeping. <laughs> oh god! I remember you guys, the kid. I was always making fun of the uh, Bob Dylan, like, you and me. <laughs> me and my mother used to like you that know. we'd listen because I had the 7 inch single when it came out we like played the shit out of it and like that part would come and we would start laughing we'd be waiting for it me. we'd start cracking oh, up oh god and then Springsteen's about to fucking bust a nerve in his head he's just like we are I thought he was about to have an aneurysm no he was just giving it his all they were all man. really into it you know they haven't they were giving it and giving it was all, all about the terrible we of the world then that they did a couple like a couple years ago and then, of course, there was all the great uh, parodies, like Living yeah. Color did one, SNL did, did a couple, I oh, think. Oh, those ones were great. But the original, yeah. you know, that shit was, that shit sold. What was the, the Living Color one was like Farm Aid, wasn't it? With like, with Willie Nelson with the free range yeah. eggs and the chickens and... Oh, God. Willie Nelson was in that shit, too. <laughs> Jim Carrey is Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson's face in We Are the World is really funny. It is great. By turning stone to bread. Was it El Jero in it? We are the world. If someone listening to this doesn't know that song, how old are you? Exactly. We're old motherfuckers, so we could talk about it. Uh, but let's move on to the next song. Uh, stuff that we kind of... Stuff that you guys might know. Uh, like this new band. Uh, this is a band I've gotten into lately. Uh, this is a 2022 release. Some brand new crust punk. That is Polluted Womb with their song Peach Fuzz. 
off of the Polluted Womb 4 cassette. Uh, this is a band uh, featuring a gentleman by the name of Mike Peregrino, a man who does a little bit of everything. He's involved in quite a few musical projects, uh, one of them being Origami Machete, another one being Ralphine. He's also in Holiday Graves and Melt Citizen. So if you are a fan of this band, maybe you might want to go peep some of those side projects that he also does, which are just as good if you ask my humble opinion. Uh, and again, uh, this one is just kind of like straight, I'd say, crusty punk uh, coming out of El Paso, Texas. And uh, if you like this particular uh, song, you could catch four EPs worth of music from Mike under the Polluted Womb banner on Bandcamp. Head on over there. They are all currently still available on cassette. So uh, I urge you to go help him out because he is not only a, uh, a talented guy in a cool band, he is also a supporter of the show. So if there's anybody we look out for on the show, it's people that like our stuff. So hey, man, uh, thanks for the support, Mike. And uh, everybody go out there and buy yourself some polluted womb. After that was uh, a, an oldie but a goodie, Adam. That was the only ones back in 1978 with Another Girl, Another Planet. You want to take Great. that one? You know, straight up punk, I guess you could say. Maybe power poppy, kind of melodic. Um, that song is this. This is a band that did a little bit of everything. That's the thing with this band. They they did like they almost had like some psyche stuff too at one point. They had kind of like a straight power pop sound. They also had the punk stuff, obviously. Um, songs as old as I am. I remember getting into them <laughs> at the same time as I was getting really into the Saints. Yes, so well, that would you make know, sense. Say it's from Australia, but um, yes, they're they're just good. I mean, this is kind of their quote unquote hit, you would say, um, mm -hmm. but it's still it's it's a good love song. They were showing that you yes. can have a nice romantic song um, and be punk, you know, and you can still be romantic. And you could be punk and be on CBS you Records. Be on That's CBS Records. Was, uh, um, this one was I from? have it right behind me over there um, in the collection, you know. Um, weird i don't think you can actually see like giant like you know giant labels putting out punk now it just doesn't happen yeah that is that is kind of weird to think about that and if it is it's you know like blink or something you know but whatever right. travis barker's everywhere yeah you know? talented guy you gotta give it to him not you know his music usually isn't my cup of tea but he's good at what I've he does never and heard uh he uh he sat in he sat in for op ivy didn't he recently he did oh that thing with didn't he? just Wasn't him he? and jesse yeah that's yeah. one song yeah, yeah. You know what? Here's a strange fact: I've never heard him bark. Yeah, I know. He, well, you know him and him and Charles Barkley. I mean, I've seen him play a lot of basketball. Never saw him as much as Woof <laughs> or uh, Air Bud. You know. That's right, Air Bud. Remember that neighbor of yours? Yeah, that fucking movie. Masturbate to Air Bud. I remember. I remember going to see Air Bud on opening night. <laughs> there was there was there was fives of people. There were so many people there. Wait, what was the bad Michael Jordan movie? Uh, there's a the, uh, what the uh, Space, Space Jam. Space Jam, but he has. They did that, and they did a they did a new one recently, which is absolutely god awful. Did they have the Space Jam Jordans? Fun fact: I never owned a pair of Jordans in my life. What? Did, you didn't have those Space Jam dunks, Air Force Ones, and then, uh, Agassiz. Uh, yeah, pretty much everything but I've owned. Did I've never owned a pair of Jordans. Black Tops? 
black tops? Black tops. Those were like early nineties. I have. I've had Ewings. I've had you know, but that's not Nike. And then you. Ewings are back. And they're dope. Are they they're like doing all kinds of Ewings. No, Ewings its own thing. And then what about a pump? Reebok is yeah, pump. Reebok pumps. Yep. They're sort of back. John Cena had them like 15 years ago, but no, they were back for a minute. Any, well, anything anything that was then is now again. I mean, that's all, you know, any, all that stuff is coming I'm, back. So. It wouldn't surprise you. You know what people are doing now? This is a thing I found out that the young people are doing now. They are now, back in our day, you know, it was a thing for five minutes. People would wear the fanny packs. Yeah. Remember the fanny packs? Remember that was a thing for like five minutes? I think a thing that the young people are doing now is they're taking the fanny pack and they're not wearing it like we wore it around their waist. What they're doing is is they're wearing it across their body like a messenger bag. So they've that's got the weird. you know the the wallet part in the front. Yeah, that's a that's a new thing apparently. I saw a kid the other day doing it and I went to my wife, "What the hell is that? Why is he wearing it like that?" And she's like, "Oh, you don't understand. That's what they're doing, you know, because my wife is, you know, involved in a middle school and she says that's what they all it's, do there." So I said, "Oh, okay, I guess that's a thing." I mean, the fanny pack around the waist, it's ugly, but you know what? useful oh hell yeah man you know i like to you know i like to get i like to go to festivals and put it on my waist so that way when i went when i go to pay for things in all pennies you know? i just put all the pennies in my in my fanny pack and i like to every time i walk it makes that noise and i yeah, jump your boy could be like not clip my grape juice to it and my boy uses that shit my boy puts he pays for his grape juice and pennies at the corner store <laughs> i got my my beige. One sixteen ounce bottle of grape juice, please. Yeah. And I'm paying for it all in pennies. One, two. <laughs> and they're all like, and they're all like, they're all like, you know how like the pennies get like the like the mold, <laughs> like the, the like green shit. They all, and there's always a line behind them. <laughs> One second, it's still money and it's still good. 32 oh, 33 I dropped one got a counter again click 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 Oh boy, am I showing again? Might be some of the spinach I had for lunch. <laughs> I love my tuna, all right. All right only. <laughs> He's so boring. He sucks. <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about. Okay, anyways, so yeah, we played some more shit. We played we played another song. Actually, that was the last song in that block. Uh, that was uh, another old favorite. That was the Dead Milkmen with the classic Punk Rock Girl. Uh, way back in uh, 1988, that, that one is from. Fun fact. Uh, but was shot by my old apartment. Really? Uh, remember the Eastern State Penitentiary? Oh, we very cool. Right I didn't realize remember that. We went there. I haven't seen the video in years. I remember the yeah, video. Man. I haven't seen if it in years. I was there, would have been like, hey, want to join the video? And I'm like, all right, I'm in. And then they'd be like, all right. But, uh, it, it, and they'd be like, okay, let's do it. But anyway, uh, yeah, man. Uh, the Dead Milk, man, obviously, uh, people who listen to the show, probably not the first time you've heard of these guys. They've been around since, my God, uh, the late 70s. Of course, uh, starting out with the original members, uh, uh, the lead man, uh, Joseph Gennaro there. 
but ironically, uh, this song from 1988 is probably their most well-known song. If, if, if you talk about the Dead Milkmen, who have a pretty huge uh, musical catalog. I mean, uh, going all the way up until fairly fairly recently, uh, they've been doing stuff. I randomly yeah, but I mean, they've got offshoot. Yeah, they've got offshoot bands that they do. They're actually really good too, and stuff like that. But, but anyway, we're talking about the the uh, of course the Dead Milkman here. Uh, this song was originally released as a single, so forty five back in the day when it first came out. But it did also appear on the band's fourth studio album named cleverly Beelzebubba. So if you're looking for the actual release, that's where and you it's find a fun one. Oh, it that one. Be with some and yes. Yeah, they played a random park once. I wasn't. I didn't even know they're playing. Well, to me, they kind of go like they kind of go like hand in hand almost. With probably people wouldn't say, some people would say no, but they kind of to me go hand in hand with like Ween. Like I think about Ween. Well, they're both from yeah, the like, PA area. Yeah, you know, but they, they they go hand in hand with that kind of sound, you know, because kind of that that weirdo weirdo stuff. kind of punky kind of that we love on the show. Just weird, you know, whatever the Pennsylvania area, man. Almost, weird. almost, almost like folk punk, art punk. Kind of like hand in hand, and whatever else they want to mix in for the day, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah. But uh, God bless them because we love They're them. They're a little here. too happy. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was of the last song for the main part of the show. But we are going to take a little break here, and we are going to come back with a song from a band called Bulldoze in just a few.
Hey everybody, we are back once again. Uh, you are listening to the Kill Your Radio podcast, of course, and we just played you an extra little bonus track at the end of our musical segment today. That, of course, was Bulldoze with their classic Nothing But a Beatdown off of the Remember Who's Strong album on Hard Way Records. Uh, we played that one from way back in 1994 as a tribute of sorts because, unfortunately, uh, we lost recently the singer, the head man, the, the man in charge, the man on the mic, the front man of Bulldoze. That's right. Unfortunately, Kevin Sia, a.k.a. Kev1, Kev Bulldoze, Kevin Clark has passed away. Uh, he actually passed away on September 2nd. And uh, kind of came as like a sudden thing. I, you know, no one, no one saw it no. coming. I, I think I, I got the news. It was kind of secondhand through a post I saw, which I don't know if I trusted the authenticity of the post. Uh, but I was like, hmm, uh, I don't know if that's true or not because a lot of times, unfortunately, people will say somebody has passed away when in fact they haven't. So I, I didn't know whether or not there was any, you know, you know merit to that i was like i don't is he really gone i didn't hear anything about him being sick or or anything like yeah, that Yeah, came out of nowhere and they were one of those bands i mean you know i got to see them and uh, i i have as you well know, definitely being five foot myself a little frightened of the shows back then <laughs> yeah i mean obviously if you went to if you went to a boldo show back in the day uh you know classic kind of nyhc you know tough like gritty vocals you knew what you were in for uh, you know, a lot of, you know, the pit was just crazy at those shows. And, uh, you know, obviously a, a lot of guys looking like they took no mess from nobody kind of a thing. That was like their whole deal. And, uh, you know, that was kind of their brand, which actually went on to be kind of uh, uh, called uh, by them, I, I believe. I don't know if they were the ones who actually gave it this term, but they were kind of considered the founders or the creators of what is known as beatdown style oh, hardcore. No. You know, which, which... I would say more commonly back in the day was kind of called tough guy yeah, stuff. Yeah, I knew it as tough guy. Um, yeah, that's what I knew it as. I didn't really know the term beatdown. That that I didn't know. I think I saw them with breakdown, and that was yeah. It was like it would be like you know a show with like Madball or or somebody like that, like like straight up NYHC stuff. Yeah, you know? I remember it definitely. I remember uh, it might have actually been with breakdown, maybe or like the yeah. breakdown set. But I just remember the band playing, and then this having some guy like running out of the pit like this oh yeah like, there'd be broken noses there'd be you know black eyes yeah those pits were those pits were for real like that that shit was real I had you know what I mean? at those shows because remember you know me and my winter with my nosebleeds I yeah I nosebleed at the show and then like guys everybody would think you got that shit yeah, in the pit right something like the size of Kevin would seem like who did yeah. that because you know that's the thing with right. my size I get away with murder because I'm tiny so they feel bad you know no big guys. Like right. They would look out. They would look after you. That's the thing. You got bands like this who obviously, you know, they got like this tough sound. But, out. you know, when there were like women in the pit or if there was like a smaller guy in the pit, they'd look out for you because that's how the NYHC scene yeah. was and still Not is. You. It would be like, you know what I mean? Hit, but, uh... No. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, they wouldn't but feel no, bad but for me. me. And then, you know, it wasn't anyone in the band. It was just someone like, who did that? And I was like, the bitchiest line of five allergies. <laughs> <laughs> You're so tough, Adam, with your allergies at the fucking bulldoze I show. Should someone random like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was him. Let's fucking kill him. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, if you're wondering, a little bit of background here, uh, if you're not familiar with Bulldoze, uh, we're talking about, of course, a classic New York hardcore band. So they're, of course, from New York. Uh, the discography would go on to include such stuff as Cleaning Shit Up. Uh, that's way back in 1993. That was the first thing I ever heard from them. That was the self-released cassette that my friends would play the shit out of that I tape. That thing would be in that thing would be in the car stereo playing. We'd go to you know hardcore shows on Long Island and we'd be playing that shit from show to show. We'd go to all the different you know the P Wax and the VFWs and that would always be one of the albums that we would play on the way to the shows for sure. So you can, if you're lucky, find that one still kind of floating around. Uh, a lot of bull, you know, I think a lot of, uh, 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 bootlegs are floating around, but the real, if you want to get the real deal first issue of that one, it goes for a little bit of money. So, uh, get ready to spend some coin on that one. Uh, also you've got, of course, remember who's strong released in 1994. That was an EP, uh, or seven inch on Hardway. It was released on two different labels. That was released on Hardway and reality records. I remember the reality. Uh, also. Also, we've got Bulldoze, Live at the Wetlands. Uh, that was a cassette-only release on Time Records. Uh, that one is from 1995, and that is a show from 5-7-1995. So you get a nice live set on that recording. Uh, after that, we've got The Final Beatdown, uh, which is what, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people kind of know them from that particular album. <laughs> And that is a 1996 release. That one was on Reality Records, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the basically the the uh, body of uh, all of uh, Bulldoze's work. But uh, if if you know a little bit more about Kevin C and uh, or Kev Bulldoze, you know he went on, of course, to do more work uh, with another band that is also a legend in the New York hardcore scene. Of course, Terror Zone. Another good one. Uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a funny thing about Terrazone is that uh, they're actually a Krishna core band. Yeah. Uh, kind of going with that same kind of tough style that that obviously that Bulldoze brought to the table, but of course doing it with the with the Krishna angle, which was uh, a, a big thing at the time. You had a lot of bands that were uh, that were coming out at the time that were going with that that, that Krishna angle. I can think of bands I was listening to at the time, uh, 108. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yep, Shelter, of course, which is the more kind of more melodic, not as tough but stuff. But it all started, you know, um, the first band to do that really was Chromags. Yep, yep. I mean, to kind of make it, you know, a big thing in the in the hardcore scene, especially the NYHC scene in particular. It's crazy how big so Krishna would be was. The, the Mags. Yeah, man, Krishna was Krishna huge. Krishna was huge, and then Christian was huge, but one Jewish hardcore band, man, only one one band for my people. <laughs> yep, that's right. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's there's plenty of Jewish guys in bands, but no one really went like straight forward and said this is a Jewish band. Yeah, I mean, you know it's what more I mean? of a like joke, Jewish but whatever, you know. We, right. We got some representation, you know. And then you know. But but if you'd like to if you'd like to look into Terrazone, if they sound like something you might be uh, interested in, uh, we've we, we've got of course their discography right here. They started off things with a album by the name of Chapter One, delivering Mad Scars. That's a cassette only release uh, from 1995 on Time. Records. After that, they followed it up with the Lord of Wrath 7-inch on Eyeball Records. And finally, we've got Self-Realization, a true lesson in hardcore. Uh, I remember that was a big one when that one came out. That one was on Gain Ground. So if you'd like to look up uh, maybe some of uh, Kev's work to remember him, 
Uh, we would certainly appreciate if you did. Uh, uh, his bandmates would appreciate it. Uh, anyone in the NYHC scene uh, who still... Uh, I mean, when the guy passed away, I, I saw tons of love on, uh, you know, message boards, uh, Instagram, just alone. There Everywhere. was uh, people saying, you know, I can't believe that he's gone, you know. And then, of course, they had all these crazy stories about... You know, I'm not going to go into personal things because, obviously, I didn't know the man. So I'm not one to speak about uh, uh, personal things. But, you know, he had a bit of a reputation. He was a bit of a wild guy, uh, you know. He didn't take much mess. And, uh, you know, that was that was pretty yeah, that was pretty evident. But he was also, he was an icon in the scene. He was a legend in the New York hardcore scene. So, obviously, he will be sorely missed. And, uh, more importantly, uh, Bulldoze is one of those bands where they're one of the first bands I listened to back in, you know, the early 90s where I this kind of got me into hardcore, yeah. believe it or not. Like, I listened to Bulldoze and I was like, you know, like bands like, it sounds kind of funny to mix them, but I had like, these are the bands I really listened to a lot back then. I was listening to like Madball, Crown of Thorns, Bulldoze, VOD. Uh, those were bands I, I was listening to constantly. Uh, yeah, Biohazard, One for One. Those were bands that I would just be constantly listening to. I'm still listening um, to so, you know, uh... so this being one of the bands that I could say introduced me in a way to to straight up hardcore. So obviously uh, I owe them a, a debt of gratitude uh, for that. And it was good for them, man. And, you know, then, uh, yeah, then from there I got AF and Warzone and whatever. Yeah, it's what it is. You you listen to like a band that's you know maybe a little bit newer or whatever at the time that you listen to it, and you say you know what started this whole thing, and that's when you go and you you, you know you start digging. Yeah, me it was. You start digging for the roots. Biohazard was that just because I remember you know punishment being in, watching that shit in class because we had like a class we could watch MTV and you know the media class. And right. I was like, oh shit, and you know because I everyone already knew um, Onyx and shit and just kind of seen that whole yeah. tie and. Every motherfucker's in the punishment video. That was another thing that you know was cool about Biohazard is they had kind of like that hip hop edge, yeah. you know. And that's what like at the time I was a straight hip hop kid. That's all I listened to. So you know, obviously seeing that there's guys who do different types of music that are also like you know they have that hip hop style, they have that hip hop attitude, but they're not they're doing a different type of music that's also aggressive. And it worked. You know what I mean? And and, and you know count you know uh, like like you know, counterculture and all that kind of stuff. But it's just a different form of music. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So that's what got me into it, you know. And then, of course, I, I just, you know, got into things like, you know, P.E. with Anthrax. And, like, I'm like, I didn't know P.E. would do something with Anthrax. And, you know, obviously that's just, that's thrash metal. That's but it's not still hardcore, the same, but. you know, scene. They played it with you know, each other, yeah. you know. But, uh, and then the, the thing we talk about all the time, the Judgment Night soundtrack, which mixed both. We and, we we, so. we are uh, debating on doing an episode about that, people. Yeah, I think we might do like literally an entire episode just, uh, dedicated. You know, just just basically play the album in its entirety, come back and comment on it. I think it would be a good idea, considering we talk about it so much. Every other here. episode, uh, but 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 in closing, uh, concerning Kevin Sia, I would actually like to read. Uh, the official statement, uh, this is the statement that the band gave, the rest of Bulldoze gave, uh, after uh, Kev passed away, uh, just to kind of show you what he meant to them and what he meant to the scene. Uh, it goes like this, this is, end quote, It is with great sadness and heavy hearts that we share the news of the passing of our singer, Kev One, one of a kind. I'm sure many of you all have heard crazy stories, all of which were very true. But what a lot of people don't know is that the craziness was fueled by his love of music and his friends and family. We will always cherish all the times we shared, good and bad, 
Last we had music recreated. We made a mark on the hardcore scene. Although we won't be able to share the stage again like we were so excited to do, your legacy will live on through the genre of music we created, Beatdown Hardcore. Prayers to his wife Debbie, son Damien, and daughter Bella, and the rest of his family and friends. Rest in peace, Kev One, Chris, Puda, Zach, and Mike. And that is end quote. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. Uh, very sad, uh, very unexpected, and uh, obviously uh, one of the bigger losses uh, in the in the hardcore community of recent uh, years. So, uh, uh, you know, that being said, uh, uh, that is, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just tough. You never know really. You never know really what to say no, in a situation like that. No. It's tough. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, other bandmates will go on to uh, continue kind of the legacy of Bulldoze and other projects and uh, things like that. You know, his his memory will go on in the, in the newer stuff that they do. That's that's the beautiful thing about music. And everything music. that comes therefore after. Exactly. No. Uh, but we're not done today, folks. Uh, we, of course, are here also to say thank you to... Uh, all the good people out there in podcast land who are listening to our show. Uh, we've got a, quite a few people here uh, to thank, so we made ourselves a little list. Yes, we did. Uh, we're going to start off today with thank yous and listener shouts to Cosgood724. Thanks for nothing, love. Coming to get you, Barbara. Blast Freak 666. Juxtapunks. Cherche La Punk, Roasted Drum Chop, Punks and Destroy, Captain Haha 78, George B, Creatures and Creeps, Hicksville Devil Records, Whole Media, The Night Hobbs, The Good People of Wise Blood Records, Trendy's Mom, Dune Alter, and uh, Adam, I got uh, you have a uh, one more to add yeah, to the list, I believe. The usuals. We'll say hi, Jay. Uh, you know, Stephanie, uh, just our usual people. Uh, Jess, what's up? Leslie, how you doing? Um, let's see. Will's mom. She's listening. That's right. Is she gonna listen? <laughs> I don't like the hardcore. <laughs> we need to. Motherfucker. We need to interview both of our moms on the show, but not tell them they're on the show. It would be fun. Just have them. Just, you gotta like you just gotta call and, and, and talk to us. What are we talking about? Just just what? talk. Don't yeah, worry about what, it. What's going on? What is this? <laughs> what did you say this is for? A school project? Mom, I haven't been in school in twenty years. <laughs> Neither of our moms are that fucking confused. <laughs> I know. I think my mom would know. But parents in general, whenever you do a parent impression the impersonation, they're always confused. And it's great because my mom would definitely know if I was in school because she worked at the school I went to. <laughs> I know. It was hang out funny with my people. We, I, can, I couldn't get away with shit. <laughs> She'd come out, I'd give Sue a pound, I'd be like, What's up, Sue? Oh, shit. What's going down? She'd fucking throw you a blunt. Yeah, man. She'd be like, I just rolled this L. You ready to get down? But let's do She's this. She's all about them beaties. <laughs> <laughs> she rolled the tightest beaties. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. She could roll that shit in rice. <laughs> I'm like, damn, would you put this thing in a vice? This shit is tight. Yo, we got, you know. She'd always be like, you know how I do. I'm like, gangster. Oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, that's the show, people. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, guys, uh, that is it uh, for this particular episode of the Kill Your Radio podcast. But, of course, we shall return like a bad rash very, very soon with some more musical entertainment and talking by uh, these two guys. So uh, please uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, thank you once again to everyone who listened to me. Thank you. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, hey, everybody, it's your good buddy fanboy Will here, and I would like to ask of you, the listener, a small favor. If you like all the content you get here at the Kill Your Radio podcast, what better way to show us that you love us than by leaving a little listener review? You can do that by going to any of the podcast platforms we are available on and uh, leaving a comment, uh, just straight up leaving us a, uh, a star-rated review. Anything you can do to let us know how we're doing would be greatly appreciated. In order to do that, please visit us over at www.linktr.ee forward slash the Kill Your Radio Podcast. And from there, just select any of the podcast platforms we are available on and kindly give us a review. Also, if you visit us on our Anchor FM page, you also have the capability of leaving us a voicemail. That's right, return to the days of old and leave us a message. If we like what we hear, we will certainly play it on the air for everyone else to enjoy. As always, thanks for listening and have an amazing day, everyone. Bye for now.